0: Misread is a book podcast where we review books, discuss topics, and provide social commentary on what's happening today.
1: Our first podcast! Yay! That's really exciting. <laughs>
0: it is very exciting. <sighs> there is like so much to uncover. There is a lot of things to cover. So the streets is hot, which is good. Have you heard I'll about what?
1: Ha- <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Have you heard what happened with Juno Diaz? i haven't so first i guess we'll we'll just you know introduce um the article that we're reading is the yeah. one that he has in the new yorker yeah um the silence the legacy of childhood trauma where he actually comes out and talks about um his sexual abuse yeah which i guess is a first for him
0: it is it okay. is a first for him when i read the article i saw that there are a lot of There are a lot of things that he touched on that he touched on on his book, This Is How You Loser. And when I read This Is How You Loser, I felt like I was wondering when I was reading it, you know, is he touching about, is he talking about his life or is it really like all fiction? So when I read the article and saw so many similarities with what he was discussing in that article and what he talks about in the book, it clicked for me. But I would have never... Ever thought that all this came from such a dark place right yeah. which
1: is which is good to know because I haven't read any of his mm-hmm. books or any of his mm-hmm. work mm-hmm. so um, when you sent me this was this was the first thing I, I ever read yeah. and it seemed extremely transparent yeah it is extremely transparent um, and personally I'm you know I'm happy in the sense that I feel like stories like this especially coming from men aren't really told yes. and now you know you have someone who's made waves in the
0: literary world, and, you know, they're starting a hot topic. What I really appreciated was, one, yes, it comes from a man, but he comes from, he's a Latino man. Mm -hmm. So there's a different pride. He's from the Caribbean, he's from Republic Dominican. Um, And there's this perception of this idea of what masculinity is when you're from when you're from those countries. Like my parents are from Haiti so I can right, exactly I really understand the mentality behind it. And um so I really appreciated him coming out and and being so honest about about the abuse that he experienced and how it affected his entire life, him as a person and then his relationships with women. Because yes. it it really it really messed up his views on women and his relationship with women. And sometimes, you know, we you know, we all know, like, we, 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 we go through life, we date men, and sometimes we meet total jerks. Yep. And sometimes you don't really understand why they act the way that they do. And sometimes it's so easy to say, like, oh, well, he's just a guy. Yeah. Or, you know, he's you just... You kind of just excuse the behavior. You excuse the behavior, but this this opened my eye as to sometimes... The behavior really comes from a dark a dark place like it sometimes it is just a guy just trying to be a player and doing, doing all these things but you know when it's abusive because his treatment of women like in his relationship like what he was saying in the article you can see that it goes far it you does. know like he would go and meet the women and be with them meet their family and get close to them and you know build relationship and then Boom! He would do something like to sabotage it. Actually, uh, yeah, it's like self-sabotage. Yeah, and- it's almost like you
1: don't want to or you can't accept love because mm-hmm. you don't really know what love is, and you've never really been shown, you know, love. And you, from don't, think your think you, you don't think you deserve it. You don't think you deserve it. So you self-sabotage. And it's funny because um, something in the article that he said uh, was that he would date in hopes that they could heal him. Mm. And. I don't even think that's exclusive to him. I really think that's, you know, that speaks to even me on levels. And I know a lot of people where it's like you come from trauma, you come from a past. And your hope is that the next person that you're with is going to be, you know, the savior. And that's you get a lot of people that run from relationships to relationships because the next relationship is supposed to be the distraction instead of us just facing ourselves. You know, it's easier to look at somebody else and sometimes look at yourself. And I think I think that says that says a lot. And it took him so many years to go to therapy it did it did which is interesting Yeah. because i feel like it, it, there's so much stigma with therapy yeah. and you know what that means mm-hmm. but you would think in a way like someone who's an author you're a little bit more mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah. like uh, liberal you're a little bit but still yet yeah, even in that expression of writing which is a form of therapy yes. to actually go and sit down with somebody yes. else who's evaluating you on a different level, there's still that wall. But I guess in some ways, you know, we we find therapy through, you know, other avenues. He actually even says that, you know, not that it worked, but I guess, you know, the contrast to therapy would be using something almost as a drug right. to relieve the pain. And that's right. what he used relationships and sex as. It yeah. was literally a drug. And... Mm-hmm a question that i had was like well what's your drug of choice like we all have a drug of choice some people use sex some people actually use substances yeah but we all have a drug of some people are addicted to you know shopping shopping whatever it is mm-hmm. um but we all have an outlet and it, it seems here from his trauma um of sexual abuse which we'll say explicitly he was raped as a young boy
0: yeah
1: um his drug of choice was sex
0: yeah
1: and that says a lot Your trauma is—your trauma was literally
0: the same vice Mm -hmm. that you used. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so have you heard the latest coming from that was that he's been accused of sexual harassment? I didn't hear that, Mm -hmm. so I'm hearing
1: this for the first time with you now. Yeah. Um, However—
0: I don't know if that surprises me, Yeah, you know? Right. And that for me, I'll say I was surprised to hear that. Okay. But in a way, it's true that when you start to connect the dots. Yes. On how, when he came out and he said how he treated women in his relationships, how he viewed himself. And, you know, he was saying in an article too, whenever someone tried to get closer to him, he felt threatened. Yeah. He felt like, okay, they can't see me, so I have to either, like, sabotage it or run away. Right. So it does... You start to connect the dots. But I was shocked to to hear... Um, I was surprised to hear that he had... Uh, it was... And also, the women... One of the... The woman who came out about this is actually an author. Okay. Is Lindsay Clemens. Um, sorry if I'm not pronouncing it correctly. And um, she said he was her mentor. Oh, wow. Yeah. He was a mentor for a couple of years. She was younger and... Uh, you know, I I guess the situation was they were in a place and he cornered her and he forced a kiss on her. And then there are other women who are speaking about how um, when he talks to women, like if you are to challenge him, yeah. Like in a public forum and he's like let's say on a book tour and you are to challenge his his views or the way that he um, the way that he writes or expresses himself, he would get belligerent, he would get very aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, you can't challenge him. So people are connecting the dot and just saying, or challenge, cause you he want, he's, he won a Nobel prize, I think. He, okay. A Pulitzer. I'm yeah, not he did, sure. did, he did, he
1: did. Yeah, you're so right.
0: So they're challenging those institutions and saying, you know, um, what are you going to do about it? Like you're representing a man who isn't treating women right. correctly. He's not treating them, um, fairly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, two things
1: in regards to what you're saying, just to like add to that, <clears throat> is um the dynamic of their relationship, I think is worth noting. I didn't know that it was a mentor, you know, mm-hmm. mentee. Yeah. And I think that I think that's important to note just because it shows the power. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. The power dynamic. Yeah. So there's naturally gonna be an advantage that he has mm-hmm. because he knows that, you know, she she needs she him. needs him and she's looking up to him. Mm-hmm. So it's easier. Mm-hmm. To kind of manipulate situations like that or take Absolutely. control of situations like that, yeah um the second thing is, I also find it you know really interesting that he you know for him to be forceful you yeah. know with mm-hmm. a, with woman and stuff like that, just mm-hmm. because, like you said before, masculinity is it's it's a very fragile. Oddly enough, that's, like, that sentence is an oxymoron, but yeah. masculinity is very, very fragile. Yeah. And he felt like his masculinity was taken away. Mm-hmm. So when you're misogynistic or when you're abusive,
0: mm-hmm.
1: for a lot of men, that's the way of reclaiming right. the masculinity that right. they feel like was taken away. Yes. So sure. in order to prove to himself yeah. that he is still this man or still, you know, and this isn't, you know... Subject only to him mm-hmm. You know no, it's, it's, It goes across the board With absolutely. men that are misogynistic
0: mm-hmm. But
1: the idea that You know This thing is taken away from
0: me yeah. Where where do I go now? Yeah How do I regain that? How yeah. do I reclaim that space? hmm And speaking on that So the question that was raised Following um, These allegations Is Is It's as if some people Questioned Why that article came out Because that mm-hmm. article came out And then mm-hmm. Maybe like two weeks later, you know, like a few days later, the the allegations came out. So people are wondering, is it because he knew that that was going to come out? And he tried to say, well, here's what happened to me. And this is that would be very manipulative, very manipulative. So and then in another in that same realm, people are saying, um, you know, like it's as if they're questioning they're questioning, like, what he said. And to me, the way the way I take it is his abuse, it's one thing. What he experienced as a child is one thing. Let's not take away the hurt and the trauma and the horrible no, things. No, 100%. It doesn't lessen. It doesn't, okay. It explains. It doesn't excuse his behavior. Yes. It absolutely doesn't excuse him putting out onto others his pain. percent But let's not take away... The, the 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 yeah I under the rawness
1: and the vulnerability and um, the traumatic the story, experience that yeah, came with it that's necessary
0: it it shouldn't lessen the message and that. it shouldn't lessen the impact because I'm sure he moved a lot of men um, writing this article a lot of people who maybe felt the same way and have a similar background who were like you I can't talk about this I can't talk about this maybe they felt a little bit liberated so I was more thinking about that about how it has impacted people and um when I when I read people who are trying to, like, challenge that, I'm saying, in my head, I'm just like, you shouldn't challenge it. It doesn't take away what he experienced. You're right. However, it absolutely does not excuse, excuse his behavior. behavior.
1: I totally agree with that. Yeah. Um, there was a part, it's actually a Tony Tony Morrison mm-hmm. um, quote. Yeah. But he wrote it in this piece, and it just speaks to me. On so many levels, and I just wanted to get your thoughts on yeah. it. Um, he 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 wrote, but Toni Morrison said, mm-hmm. um, "Anything dead coming back to life hurts." Wow, I love that.
0: Yeah, I absolutely. Toni Morrison has the best quotes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Honestly, like yes, that woman. First of all, she she's amazing. She's a phenomenal writer. Instagram captions for days. Yo, <laughs> Toni Morrison is that. She's that. She's she's the one.
1: Um, yes. Say it again. Anything dead coming back to life hurts. I yeah. love that. Yeah. I absolutely love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if I was into tattoos, that would be something I'd put on my body. Like yeah. I, I just love that because I think that is so real. Mm-hmm. So you true. know, you get into spaces or people are going through something and then it's like the moment you have that, that click of mm-hmm. I'm ready to be better and bigger, that I process, like that. Yeah. as beautiful as it is, mm-hmm. it is
0: Painful. Absolutely, it is so painful, mm-hmm. and that's why a lot of people don't want to face that. No,
1: and no. that's why they go through no. their
0: safe exits. Sometimes that's yeah. why they run to women. That's why they run exactly. to sex. That's why they run to some people. It's drugs. Some people it's alcohol. They they don't want to face their demons, right. that dark place where it all came from, that dead place. Yep. They don't want to face it.
1: Cause it hurts. It hurts more to confront it and Absolutely. to and to come back to life. Mm-hmm. It's easier to be dead. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's easier to be living, but not alive. Yeah, just to be alive numb. takes yeah. exactly numb. Mm-hmm. To be alive takes thought. It takes determination. Courage. It takes courage. Mm-hmm. That's hard. Absolutely. That's hard. Absolutely. I, I just I love that, and I yeah. and I love that he um he kind of put that in there. Yeah, and I, I thought it was really important. You know, he. Also talks about um having a menage a to with secrets mm. yeah, oh, I love that yeah, because I feel like and so
0: many people have that, oh my God, for sure so that's so true. so many people are in relationships, and there's a third one in the, in the relationship exactly and and I
1: think what I like about that is that it's like people assume sometimes a third party has to be a physical body. Yeah. But it's not. No, sometimes it's invisible. It's
0: invisible. And their their presence is as potent as a physical person. Right. And what
1: he what he exactly said was, uh, we could have sex, but not often. The intrusions often jumped in and hellish cock-blocking menage a trois. <laughs> Oh, my God. So, you know, obviously the menage a trois, he's talking yeah. about, you know, yep. his paintings yeah. and his past. That, yeah. Which I think is really interesting to segue almost into Freshwater. Mm-hmm. Did you want to get into that? Yeah, or? let's get into it. So, Freshwater yeah. is an amazing, is amazing book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to get her name wrong. Do you know exactly how to...
0: Um, Akweke Emezi. Emezi,
1: okay. I d- did not want to say that wrong. Um, I think when we spoke yeah. briefly before, you said that it wasn't just a fictional book. It's actually
0: kind of like a memoir. Yes. Part okay. of it are, are, are true events that happen in her life. Right. Yeah. So
1: the basis of the story is, you know. The you basis wanna-
0: of the story is, it's the story of Ada. And okay. she's a girl embodied by spirits and how she deals with. That embodiment as she grows through life. Okay. So it's this. I've, first of all, it's a story that is not common at all. At all. It's to be honest. Let's say it. It's probably the first of its kind mm-hmm. um, that I am aware of. I know that she. She. I've watched some of her interviews and uh, she refers to a book that is just escaping me right now. But it was written by a prom, pr- prominent uh, Nigerian author, and he touches on embodiment. Okay. Um. But still in the way that she 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 um, wrote the story and the way she went about it, I believe it's a first. And um, so it's a bit it's a challenging book Um, for many. It has been a very challenging book. I read so many reviews before I bought it. Did you see I, I didn't. Yeah, I did because there was a big hype on Instagram. Yeah. And whenever there's a hype, I'm a little bit skeptical. So I was like, let me read reviews and see what this is all. So I read all types of stuff. People were saying, oh, it's about mental illness. She's schizophrenic. Yeah. Um, it's about um, you know she's suicidal. It, the main focus was it's mental illness. It's mental illness, and then there were other also people who are let's say Christians, and there was they were saying oh it's a demonic book yes yes. <laughs> you know so on and so forth and then there are <laughs> other people who were like um, no I can see why some people would say that but I think it's more about um, it's more spiritual more than anything so I was like okay um, there was one in particular that was like I don't want to read this like the way she put it was really like it's a demonic book you shouldn't read it you should fast after you read it or something like that and I was like god damn okay but I was like you know what I- I'm just gonna buy. And I just wanna point out it was very difficult to buy. I for me it was difficult to buy, and I know for you too. Yeah. So Bookstores in Canada, please step it up. <laughs> like God. Yeah,
1: it was definitely tough to find. I just I just went for the audiobook. Yeah. Which was great because it was actually narrated um by the author. By, by the author. Yeah. So it's her voice. Yeah. And then when you spoke to me and made the comment about it being kinda like a memoir, mm-hmm. it made it even more mm-hmm. raw, like, yeah. you know, me thinking about that. Yeah. And like you said, uh, it's about her being embodied by spirits. Yeah. Um, and that's kinda what what the segue for me was, mm-hmm. uh, with Janat's um article the menage toi with secrets because she had you know these secrets and yeah. these spirits inside of her mm-hmm. that we actually see um, we see throughout the whole entire book mm-hmm. but in terms of you know how they were living out in her we see it a lot in her sex mm-hmm. in her sexual activity. Mm-hmm. We see yeah. that a lot. So yeah. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Um between kind of both of them mm-hmm. and, and you know the idea of wearing masks yeah, and um, having these many faces and layers to you and yeah. you're intimate with somebody, but there's no intimacy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's something else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. sex doesn't equate intimacy Absolutely at not. all. Absolutely not. And you could be thinking that you're connecting with this person and there's nothing there. Yeah.
0: At all. Yeah. It's just the act. Yeah. You're in your own world, they're in their own world, you guys are not connecting that right. way.
1: So what do you think about uh, you know the book Freshwater in general. Like, uh, like, uh, I will definitely say this: the detail is impeccable. Right. You know what I mean. Like from her, even describe if she's walking down a street, she will spend like ten minutes describing every single aspect of the street, so that you know what I mean. Like she's very it, poetic, very, very, very. The picture poetic. is clear in your yes. mind. Yes. Yeah. You know, there's no, there's no mistaking where you are, who's there, yeah. how yeah. they look yeah. like. You know exactly. I what's appreciate going that. One hundred percent. What did you think of the story? So, coming from a religious background, mm-hmm. um, I don't see the story in a mental health type of a, you know, way. I see it definitely in a spiritual way. Right. Um, and I believe it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I know mm-hmm. that it's fiction, but uh, I kind of believe that this is nonfiction. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. and, and again, it doesn't even have to be nonfiction in the sense of like, you know, let's go all the way with demonic, et cetera, mm-hmm. which to me, the book is that, mm-hmm. um, but however, mm-hmm. in general, we have some people are spirits. Absolutely, You're connected yeah. through mind, body, mm-hmm. and soul. Yeah. So I, it's not far off for me to mm-hmm. believe that you know inside of all of us, you literally have you know the good and the bad, and you feel like you even have these arguments inside your head. Like what is that? Yeah. That's your spirit yeah. talking to you. That's your conscience. So um, definitely didn't see it from a mental health perspective, mm-hmm. um, but definitely more of a spiritual religious. Yeah perspective.
0: And me too. I come from a religious background and also I I studied in the beginning. I'm Haitian. Yeah. And a lot of time when I say to people I'm like, ooh, you're into voodoo? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, no. As a Jamaican, that is
1: definitely something that we think like hey, Haitian hmm. No, no. We're not all into it.
0: But having um knowing about about it. Of course when I read the book I I really didn't think about just like you I didn't think about mental illness I was just like okay she's embodied 100% it happens like it wasn't it's not a concept that was new to me it wasn't like what is this oh my gosh I was just like okay you know she gets visited by spirits All Right. Right. let's unpack let's read like how is this all gonna flow and how is it all gonna go Um, still although I've heard about this concept I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not new to it I've never experienced it myself. So it was very interesting to read how they would take over her mind. um, Because there were like at least four spirits, right? That we know of. In the beginning, it was only two. And then uh, a certain event came, and then. Right, this woman came over the the female spirit came over her and really took over as a means of protection and whatnot and then there was a fort one eventually and in all this um it's interesting because jesus comes too yes because so i don't want to give too much away but um she's 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 the girl in the book comes from a Christian background. Right. So as she grows up, she grows in the church and she is really she touches on a lot in the book how she has a relationship with Jesus and she wants to be pure and, you know, not have sex because right. she wants to wait and all that stuff. So um it's interesting how even from a religion, if you want to take it from a Christian perspective, how. All these spirits were playing in her mind mm. at the same time, yeah, so I thought that that was really interesting in the book um i and I thought also that that made it real too yeah if you if you do come from a christian background you 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 know that um these things happen these things and, and while all this is happening on one side, you can still have a relationship with jesus or try to have a relationship with him so i thought that that aspect that she put into it i thought it was very realistic um and i appreciate it as well
1: yeah i agree i think um i think one thing that and i don't know maybe i'm misunderstanding this um but the idea that so like okay why her like why? Why her? Like yeah. there's a million people in the world. Like why her? Yeah. Why is she experiencing this? Why is this happening? Why was she quote unquote chosen? Right. Right. And um, what I got from it, maybe there's maybe there's more, and I missed it. I'm not sure, but mm-hmm. it, it came a lot from her being named. I know they yes. mentioned, yeah. you know, yeah. they knew that she was the one because they knew her father would name her the right thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What's interesting about that is growing up in you know a Jamaican Caribbean household. Mm-hmm you know, a, a religious household, there's so much power in a name. Absolutely. And, absolutely. I feel like that's taken lightly sometimes. Yeah. So when the book mentioned that, it mm-hmm. was like, oh my gosh, like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's not just us crazy Jamaicans or Caribbean people that really no. think this or religious. <laughs> what you name somebody, mm-hmm. will define their will life. Will define who they are. Yeah. So to hear, you know, the book explicitly, you know, say something like that, like when you, he would name her the yeah. right thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. that is really, really like, I don't know, it kind of just really got to me because yeah. it really shows like, from the moment you're born, there's a label. Mm-hmm. I know people hate labels. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't like labels. I get it. Mm-hmm. But a name is a label. A name yeah. is the biggest label. That's true. And the most defining label you'll ever have. That's, That's who you are. Mm-hmm. So what you name a child well, determine can really determine,
0: you know what I mean, the like the outcome and lives. even perception that people have. Yeah. So, and also the name, the meaning of that name, it means um, the egg of yeah, a python. python? Yeah, yeah. And um, so I looked into it. I looked into, because this, this, this thing really comes, they, they view this, the python as a, as a god and it's very important, you shouldn't, you shouldn't kill a snake, you, you know, all this stuff. So I was like, is this only in the book or is this an actual thing? Like a thought that people actually yeah, have. Yeah, like you know, okay. so I, I Googled it. And um, what I found really, really interesting that I had never thought about, right? So in the book, they say that the ada the python, is the symbol of life. She's God and she gives life. Okay. So when I read about it, it's it's true. There are many religions that associate the snake as the life giver, it's as okay. a god. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. I had never heard of this before. Right. But even more interesting, when you think about the symbol for... Um, Medicine? Is that where you're going with it? Yes. This? Yes, okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm feeling you. I'm feeling you. Okay. So okay. I never thought, I never even realized this, but I was like... It's true. It's two snakes. So it then is. I googled it. Like, what does it mean? Like, every every logo has a symbolism. So what is what is the what's the the thought behind it? And you know what I find even funnier is that there isn't a real answer. It's really like, oh well, it's based off of cre- Greek mythology. Um, oh. Such and such god fought, and you know. I, okay, I hear it. Um, it's it's cool, but there it may be that it may be another explanation. So there's right. no set in stone. This is why we use exactly. this as a symbol, but in either way, the, the snake came in and kind of saved a life or gave life. So I thought it was um, uh, interesting how um, the, the, the 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 hospitals and the medical world. Who are here to heal us, to save us, to help provide life? You know Here's the
1: correlation there. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's interesting. Very interesting. However, at the
0: same time, it's like snakes are also seen as like takers. Yeah, mostly the perception of snakes is mm-hmm. it's evil, it's bad, it's gonna kill you. If you see a snake, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pet it. I'm gonna run away. But so it's interesting how our perception of the snake is this bad thing, but at, in, on another level and another, in a di- if you look at it from a different angle, some people look at a snake, they revert it. For them, it's a god, which is what she, she talks about right. in, the, in the book, right? So, so yeah
1: which is which (laughs) in itself it's almost like why would a christian father because i I saw
0: yeah but he was loosely
1: christian that's true because i'm thinking well
0: why would you name your daughter this you know i mean like and even and he knew because he asked uh, i think in the book she was saying he asked his brother to help him with the name and they couldn't they knew he he knew he couldn't name her the same name as their as his mother Mm -hmm. you know um and so he has his brother to help him and the brother came up with that name and even when she asked us, uh, you know, why did you why would you name me that and it, they say oh it means precious. They don't say the real well yes it means precious but where does it actually come yeah. from and it's precious because it's the egg of, of. the python. Wow. Which is a god. That's why it's precious. So you unpack that, girl. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't see that. <laughs> this book made me research so much <laughs> about, like, because I try. I was this embodiment because you know, even when you look at it from the spiritual world, there's a moment in the book where she says she she needs to see blood. You know, she she yes, needs to see as blood. a sacrifice, almost like yes. eating. It fed BC, her. Yeah. Well, it yeah. fed the spirit Spirits. inside of her. It it and then it would appease it would appease yeah. the spirit. Yeah. When she would act up, act up, act up, she would, you know, sorry if it's a spoiler, but she would cut herself. Yeah. And it would appease her and the spirit right. would be like, all right, cool, now I'ma let you be for a little bit. So the 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 correlation between that and the meaning of blood, you know, if we're if we're really gonna go into symbolism, well, yes, it's it's not It's a fiction book, but there's a lot of truth here. There's a lot of truth. And then, you know, I would
1: then want to have the conversation, the physical manifestations Mm -hmm. of what was going on in her head. Yeah. You know, one of them being that Mm -hmm. she would cut. Yeah. Do we then go back and now evaluate all these people that have, you know, these mental illnesses Mm -hmm. or -hmm. depression Mm -hmm. or whatever it is Mm -hmm. where they're cutting themselves? And is there now a perspective where we look at it like, well... What if something else is going on mm-hmm. inside? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like,
0: and I can I can sorry to cut you. Off, I can no, no. see why some people would see would view it as a mental illness. Mm-hmm. She, you know, she's embodied. Well, that's right. a, maybe multiple personality disorder. Exactly. She. she but a needs, distinction
1: mm-hmm. when someone. And I will say this because people have said that to me too. A distinction is mm-hmm. a lot of times with um, multiple personality disorder, you don't know when they're tapping in. She was mm. very aware of their presence and yeah. very and able to speak to them. Yeah. Opposed to a lot of times, it's almost like you blank out. You're not yourself. Mm-hmm. You have no idea what that person did or said. Yeah. And it kind of goes in and out. But th- that's what made it different for me when yeah. I would have conversations. Yeah. Is that it? Can't be that because she was very aware of their presence, mm-hmm. a- and then we get to the point where she almost is living with and accepting mm-hmm. them and having these conversations with them on the marble floor. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know
1: what I mean? Like it's. I love that she named it the marble. Yeah. Fair. I. I
0: I love it. And what if we're missing something with that? Is marble like I don't know that I, I didn't I didn't look into it, but but I just like that she had uh, it's like a cocoon. She like yes, she's like okay. Like Did you picture it in her mind. Yeah, yeah. That's how I, I yeah. that's how I interpreted it. But um, yeah. So you're right when you say the thing about the multiple personality yeah. uh, disorder, and also when she she would so in a way she's cutting herself. Yeah. but if, To appease the spirit, but if you're looking at it from like a general perspective, 100%. you're like, are mm, you're, you you're depressed? Yeah. Um, you know, you cut yourself because you want to hurt yourself because you don't feel good about yourself. So I can see why people would go and say it's a mental illness because it would make sense, you know? Which I think is,
1: I think that conversation is important. Yeah. You know, I think this yeah. book is really important for yeah. those kinds of conversations. I think... Whether or not you see it from a mental health perspective, a spiritual perspective, or just entertainment, mm-hmm. people are talking. Yeah. And these are really
0: hard conversations mm-hmm. to have, mm-hmm. and they're being had. And also, from the spiritual um, perspective, her take was, um, you know, all the, the, the Ada, the, the, the yes, spirit, yes. and all that stuff. These are, this was what was revered before colonization. Okay. And her take is, you know, pe- people came in, people came to Africa, they colonized it and they said, you revering this other thing? Nah, that's not good. Like, no, you have to rever Jesus. You have to rever this Christian God that we have for you. And I thought her touching on that was very, because um, I've seen a lot of her interviews and I thought it was an interesting perspective because when you think about the feedback um, some people were saying you know they, they wouldn't let their African mother know that they're reading such and such book because they would like throw holy water on them or something you know like but I thought it was interesting how um, we have we do view um, a lot of us do view that 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 ancient religion let's say as bad yes. as this this demonic of things course, yeah. but prior to colonization it was the thing that they did and i'm not here to challenge that i'm just i just right. thought it was a very it's worth it's worth speaking about. yeah i thought yeah, it was sure. uh, interesting um but speaking of all the spirits that were in her head uh but not just the spirits like was there a character in the book that stood out to you
1: i don't know if i would say there was a character that stood out mm-hmm. i think what i appreciated was the ability um, to e- even from like the inception of the book to speak in the in the voice of the spirits,
0: yeah,
1: um, which I thought was really interesting because mm-hmm. it changes your perspective absolutely of how you how you kind of view the spirits. Yeah, like I think if it was all in the voice of, um, you know the the main character, I think I would have put more of this demonic. Um, association with them mm-hmm. and would have been a little bit more angry or whatever the emotion is that I would have had yeah but she kind of makes you not sympathize mm-hmm. but understand because it's almost like someone talking about their own experience yeah so I appreciated that but I wouldn't I don't know if I would say there's a character in particular that I that I really the
0: the, like. the, the one that's the the female I can't pronounce a name. Um, the the one that came during the sexual... Yeah, the one that, the was, one that came after. Yeah, she
1: was very, like, she prominent. Was, she, oh, my God. Very strong.
0: She was vicious. Yeah. <laughs> she was... She was... Wow, she was so overpowering. She was so... She has such an authority. Like, you couldn't tell her anything. So I thought she stood out, like... But it, it didn't... It's not that I related to her. I was just, like... Oh my gosh! I understand. <laughs> she, she, her, she's coming to protect because she's saying the girl she can't protect herself. You know, people are gonna take care, uh, abuse her and whatnot. But um, w- wasn't it abuse? Would she? It one hundred and one percent. You know, is abuse, and that that plays into literally a lot
1: of times people think they're saving someone and they're not. And I think um, even in her voice, uh, I don't remember her name. Um, maybe it's, she had a very long yeah. name. Um. But she, It's almost like she was living through her. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, you know, the gates were open or whatever was happening. And there was this... Because we even see in the book that she's reminded. Mm -hmm. She gets visited by other spirits Mm -hmm. who are reminding her, like... Yeah, the brother-sisters. are reminding her, like, what what are you doing? Like, you know what I mean? Kind of a thing. And you see her really living out through, you know, the main character and... Uh, it, it came across like, well i'm just I'm protecting, yeah, but really there is a there is selfishness there, Absolutely. which makes sense because we're talking about a spirit that comes from you know a place that you know yeah. at least from my background is in a good place. Mm-hmm. So as much as you're protecting, there is this manipulation. yeah because you know the the spirit talks a lot about wanting her to kill herself mm-hmm. and that would relieve mm-hmm. the pain
0: because she's this, she's just using the body. 100 A spirit is nothing if they don't have a body to 100%. live in. 100%. So, absolutely, it's for her own yeah, means. Yeah, it's for her own means. And,
1: like, that in itself was just really... This this book is... It's it's brilliant and disturbing. Mm-hmm. All I at the same that. time. It touches on so many topics and so yeah. many things that are, you know, really sensitive. Like, yeah. even, you know, mentioning suicide. Like, yeah. that's hard. And the, the body change that she did. Yes, yes, yes. She, um... She moved her breasts. She moved her breasts, yeah, because she had a, a, a male spirit inside her, St. Vincent. St. Vincent. Yeah, so which is Vincent. interesting because she also tried to, I guess he tried to act up once, and then mm-hmm. she was turned down by a female. So yes. it would have been her first lesbian encounter, I guess. Yes. Um, and it didn't quite go as planned. And then we now see that as... The spirit being suppressed, opposed to if you're looking at it from the other lens, it would be this girl that was maybe bicurious. Yeah. And, you know, she tried to hit on her friend, her friend wasn't having it, and she's like, okay. And kind (laughs) of left it alone. Yeah. That's how you would view it from the outside. But inside, there's this whole other world of Mm -hmm. this spirit that wanted to show itself and then got really discouraged once it wasn't accepted and then went back into its little corner.
0: And I think that exactly what you just said is the whole. Point in the end, I I felt like she fought the spirits so hard. Mm-hmm. She kept losing because she she didn't know how to fight them. She didn't know how to. I guess she didn't accept them. She couldn't. She couldn't fully accept them. She would fight them. So, so the 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 fight was harder, and that's why she she ended up in the hospital and all these things. But towards the end of the book, you see her accepting. This is who I am. This is my being, my condition, I guess, like this is who I am, I am Ada, and I am visited by such and such and such spirits and by accepting this, you can now take control, if you, she wasn't taking, she wasn't accepting it before, so she was it was so disturbing, you know but then, she met this person at the end of the book, and they talked to her, and then she was like, okay you can see that she's starting to change her mindset, where she's like, all right, this is who I am, and this, they're in me, and accepting it I think will you know help her move on better with her life Right. which which I, b- I believe
1: that to be true just mm-hmm. because in the audio book at the end of it she does her thank yous
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and she just you know she she speaks to people that are, yeah. were a part of this journey mm-hmm. and in her thank yous it, it was like so this is you like you know what I mean I yeah. had that moment cause you know she talks about you know thank you for telling me to tell this story or, Yeah. thank this person for you know you know this and that, and there's even one person she thinks, and or they must have heard about it, and they came up there and said, "Oh, so you're a banjee," or mm, is that, I think that's yeah, something that's like that. Um, so, it was, so even hearing that part of it, of her speaking about that
0: on the audio book, I was like, "Okay, wait a second Yeah, this but is. Yeah, she wrote an article for the Cut um, that okay, Ekweki, and um, she she identifies as trans, even though like, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, okay, and okay. she she went through. The whole procedure where, you know, she's like, she's now non-binary. I'm new to this. I'm, okay. I'm still learning <laughs> yeah. about um, yeah. all, all these things. And um, so she, she, yeah, she, she doesn't refer to herself. She doesn't consider herself a, a woman. Um, she will, you know, it's either she, she, you can call her she or they. Wow. Yeah. That's how she prefers to be. You know like if you're to talk to her you should say that or she you can you can say she's a girl or she's trans but you can't say um that she's a woman because she's not you know she removed her uterus and everything so then why is this book fiction i guess some parts are fiction i guess some parts i don't know i don't know which part like i i she didn't she doesn't specify which part is you know Real and what isn't, but when she talks, you can see like there is an in the beginning of the book, there's an accident with her sister, um, and that's when she first sees blood and like you know she feels some type of way. And in real life, her sister did have an accident when they were young.
1: So what's what it's making me think now? I don't know. I'm just this is just coming to my brain. Yeah, I'm wondering if maybe the literary world isn't ready for true stories like this, and Mm -hmm. they and it's not considered real because Mm -hmm. it's about spirits so that's the category that it's kind of under you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i know this is a little left field but it was kind of like the same thing with get out with jordan peele it was comedy why because you can't swallow that Mm -hmm. this is you know something that is really breaking you know the internet in a way and you know talking about these topics that are taboo and that are happening and yeah so it's almost making me feel like are the powers that be, mm-hmm. that make the decisions, mm-hmm. that put the books on these shelves and, you know, the publish... Are they just not able to understand this? Yeah. And then for that reason, it's
0: fiction? They can't put it in a... I guess they can't label it. Like like you right. said, this like, is such a good example, the Get Out movie. It was not a comedy. At all. You know, is it that it's it, the concept is so hard to digest yes. that you're like, you know what... It was jokes and giggles. It's yeah. just like you know it's or just, is it's it, just like
1: this little fantasy.
0: yeah, it's not
1: real, but it's it's, it's there's absolutely real. It is real, you like, know the concepts, the concepts are, are real. real, you know. So now it's making me feel that. I, I would be curious to know if she mm-hmm. was an advocate for it to be fiction. Or if it just by, you know, default yeah. in, in the, you know, literary world is fiction. Yeah. I don't know. I there's don't know. There's too many, like. Yeah. I don't know. It's just crossing she... all sorts of, like, the intersectionality with her in this book is immense.
0: Yeah. that I, I'm surprised. That it's it a is. lot of her and then, and then there's a lot of maybe her imagination. But we don't know. And well, I don't know. And this is
1: perfect because this is exactly what happens when people cannot define something. They just label it whatever's the most comfortable. Yeah. And that's her. And it, it shouldn't be.
0: And I guess, it. yeah, it drives the point that nothing should be labeled, really, for the most part. Because you want, if you label it, you, the minute you want to start reading the book, you already have a filter. Which is why I didn't read anything. So, oh, the reviews, yeah. that's how you do it. But then again, that. I'm like
1: that with everything. Like, if I'm watching a movie, like if I go to the movie theater yeah. and I see a preview for a movie that I like mm-hmm. and I know I want to watch it, I never even want to see that preview again because I don't want to watch it and have anything spoil anything for me.
0: I'm the total opposite. Are you? Give me all the spoilers. Are you serious? I will check Wikipedia. Give me the plot. No way. Because this will tell me if I need to read it. Yeah, need to read it and see that's the movie. hilarious. If it's, Like people are like I don't want to give you Give me spoilers Are you serious? Yes, that will entice me I will From the spoilers I'll be like (laughs) Yeah, it's worth it And then Or like "Mm, No, I'm good
1: And it doesn't take away From the experience No
0: I'm weird
1: I'm weird No, that's, that's interesting I have a friend actually That reads books backwards Oh. Yeah, she'll literally read
0: the You end know, of a like, book. If I read a thriller,
1: I'll That's make it, I'll try, I'll try,
0: I'll try. I'll read, like, the five first chapters, and I'm like, uh, you know what? What happened? Like, <laughs> does she die? Who is it? Like, who did it? And then I find it, I'm like, where? Okay, 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 let me keep reading, See? you know? See, so. I feel like if I
1: knew that, I wouldn't even feel the need yeah. to, like, finish. That's hilarious. Morgan. I love that. that. That is definitely, that is definitely different, yeah. but. Yeah. On that
0: yeah. note, would you recommend it? And if so, like, how how would you rate it? So, I would
1: recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so hard. It's so hey. So <laughs> I'm just gonna be so like transparent right now. Mm-hmm. Coming from a spiritual background, yeah, I'm jaded. Like, there's those those lenses are on. I will definitely say that. Like, yeah. that's a disclaimer I will put out there. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever people comment, that's fine. I'll accept it. But it. I have to be honest with myself. I cannot shake the background that I come from. Absolutely. Um, So that lens is completely on that. That Christian religious lens Mm -hmm. is very in focus when we're talking about things of this nature. So I would recommend it because I think that it's something that um, is real. Mm -hmm. I don't see it as, you know, fiction. I don't see it as mental disorder. I see it as something separate. It's something spiritual. And it's fresh Mm -hmm. and it's different. Mm -hmm. Like you said, there's not really other books at least that I've read that are anything like this so I would recommend it for that um I would however put in the disclaimer that I think that if you are a very spiritual person and you feel like um I'm, I'm not sure how to articulate this but if you're a spiritual person and you feel like maybe your spirit is susceptible or whatever it is, I would say caution. Mm-hmm. I'll throw that little caution to the yeah. wind because I do believe that there's power in what you watch and what you read and yes. what you listen to. Yes. So I will say that. Yeah. Um, and especially because, you know, me then knowing that the author, it wasn't just like, you know, some person that wrote a fictional, this is different. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot in that. And yeah. when reading is power. What you're putting mm-hmm. into your spirit and your mind in your you know it's power so i would throw out that
0: caution but i would recommend it okay that's that's how i would that's fair how about you i would recommend it yeah i agree with everything you say Mm -hmm. for me too it was challenging yeah i went into it with a very open mind good um because i read all these reviews i was like whatever comes comes but i was challenged because it because i do i am from i'm a christian i come from that background so I was like, is this evil? Is this yeah, good? Yeah, is this, yeah, What is this about? But I was like, you know, Cass, just forget about your, um, like, my conception of things. Right. Let me just be open-minded and see the world through her. Right. Let me see her world. So that's why I was very open-minded about it. That's why I was very, like, I just took it in. But, of course, I was being challenged as I read it. Right. I was ch- I was being challenged on many things, Um but, um, but yes, just like you, I would recommend it. Yeah. I do for her style of writing. Yes, she's she's, she's phenomenal. a phenomenal yeah. writer 100%. I agree with that. Beautiful writing. Um, so yes, I would definitely recommend, yeah. it for that. The,
1: this book is so like it's so special, mm-hmm. it's really, really special. And just to like you know, just add a little bit more texture, yeah, once you understand you know, what what the book is about, once you understand who the author is yeah. and all the intersectionality into this memoir, when you're listening to the audiobook, mm-hmm. it's this different level of realness. Okay. Because it's literally not it's not just like a narrator. It's to me, it was her telling me her story yeah. in my intimate moments. Mm-hmm. When I'm in my car, mm-hmm. it's like her and I. Yeah. When I'm in my bed, it's yeah. her and I.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I'm not really into audiobooks. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get into them more, just as a different perspective, because I usually just like to read things because I'm a note taker and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but I'm opening up to audiobooks a little bit more to see if the experience is different, which it is. Mm-hmm. Um. But I feel like this experience was different, but layered, right. just because of the context of the book, who the author is, what the story is about, yeah. and hearing it in my ear is different. Was different for me. Re- I don't know if that makes sense. Maybe it yeah, sounds sense. silly. It makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And like, there's times where she says like. Things, I guess, in her native tongue Yes like, And you know how, you know, Caribbean people are with, like, spells and what people say Like, yeah. you know, so I'd be in my bed late at night and she'll say, like, this sentence That's fun. Well. I'm like, oh my god <laughs> uh, In the name of Jesus Like, you know what I mean? And I don't mean to be ignorant But those are natural things that naturally come to your mind And I, like you said, it's challenging I had to check that and be like, relax, Jolene. Be open-minded she's listen to the book like you know what I mean like so I can appreciate I can appreciate that like you know and again sorry if that if that was the ignorant no,
0: but I'm being wrong. I you know what I mean like yeah but it's I think the whole I think your experience reading it what I felt when I wrote down like you know what are the f- f- first words that come to mind when I think about her writing the first one was poetic the second one was hunting Oh. So even when I read it as a book, I was like, it just couldn't. I was I, I started reading it, and you couldn't tell me nothing. I wouldn't eat, I wouldn't do. I was just like so into the mm. book, you know. I would I just like stop because I had to go to work or something. <laughs> right, right. Even at work, I'm like, do I really need to, to come work? Back? <laughs> yeah. You know, do I really need to come back for my lunch break? <laughs> so I found that it was haunting in that way, in a good haunting yeah, way, because yeah. she really captivated she me. So, I can only imagine if you're hearing it from her voice. Yes. With all the, the infliction in her tone and the way she wants to tell you exactly. the story. So, I can, I totally understand right. where you're coming from. I would love
1: to know why she chose to do that. Chose to do what? To be the one to narrate the book. Oh. I think it's better. I think it's better. Yeah. I wonder if, the, if, the, if there's motivations behind it because mm-hmm. maybe it is her story.
0: Yeah. You know? Because I, I, My boyfriend listens to a lot of audiobooks, and there's a difference when they use, like, an automated voice. Exactly, It's really—you will drift off. 100%. It's really boring. But when somebody is actually, like, narrating it, it's much better. But maybe she also felt, like you said, like, it's my story. Let me tell it the way I really see it and take it in. But, yeah, I appreciate the book. Yeah. That was great. Are there other books that you've been reading? Um, are that on your to be read list? Yes, there's
1: this book, The Lotus Thief. Mm-hmm. I believe that's that's what it's called. It's kind of escaping my mind right now. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to read that book, okay. and I say that just because I think I spoke to you once, and I said, um, I think I told you how I got the book. Mm-hmm. So basically, how I got that book was I was young, I was yeah. very young at the time. I was in my early twenties, mm-hmm. and uh, I've always just been very adventurous and. I was on one of my adventures, and (laughs) I was on a Greyhound bus. Let's just leave it at that. Mm -hmm. And um, I was sitting in the Greyhound bus, and I was, you know, going through something, and this woman came up to me, and we, you know, we started speaking very, very briefly, and she could see that I was going through whatever it was that I was going through at the time. Mm -hmm. And as her bus pulled up, I'm talking about this conversation with her was maybe a half an hour, not even. Mm -hmm. Very, very brief. Um, as her bus pulled up and she was getting ready to leave she turned around and she said I want you to have this Mm -hmm. and she gave me this book Mm -hmm. I never opened it Mm -hmm. we're going on it'll be 10 years in August since I was given that book and I've never read it it's time right and then it's just like (laughs) recently it just came to my mind I saw it in my room and I was like oh yeah and I feel like there's a reason why I didn't read it when she gave it to me but somehow I remember her so vividly the act of her giving me that book in that moment there's something significant I don't know what it is yet because I haven't read the book, but I feel like it's gonna i feel like something's something's there mm-hmm. that I need an now. answer one hundred percent so i'm I'm excited to to get started on that okay
0: how about yourself um so I read a few books, so I'm always reading that's good <laughs> good um but i'll talk briefly about um there's one that's really popular right now it's called children of blood and bone i talked to you i, I think okay. i showed you a picture um and i didn't realize the author was so young i think she's like 24 she's she's really awesome. young it's a it's a young adult fiction book um it's good you know i i recommend it i okay. will say my only thing that i i was surprised is that um I feel like it's been advertised as a story that takes place pre colonial I'm gonna mess up this word. Colonialism. So, so before that time and and so if it's before that time there's you know, there's a there she touches on a lot of colorism issues. Okay. And I was taken aback because I was so excited to read a book taking place um before those countries were colonized and I was so excited. I was so excited to to read how they were, right. they were, the culture, how they interacted with each other, you know. And the second page is, he was very dark and she was very light. And the lighter ones are from the kingdom and the darker ones are the ones that are being oppressed. And I was just like, I was a little bit turned off by that. But it's okay. a good story nonetheless. Um, it's a story about... Uh, Briefly, I'm really bad at describing what the story is about, <laughs> but I would say that um, there's a group of people in that country that are being oppressed for their um, divine powers because mm-hmm. in the past, um, some of them abused that power. Oh, okay. so um the king in place decided to um, basically, you know, t- start treating them as second class citizen. and Um, take away some of their powers they're not completely gone but take most of their powers away and uh, the story is about how they're trying to, because they're really not living well, they're really being oppressed so they're trying to regain a sense of uh, humanship I guess, yeah I recommend it if you want to read it and another one that I thought um, was interesting was Hunger, the book Hunger by Roxane Gay okay tell me about that one it's a memoir And Roxanne was um, sexually, she was, you know, she was sexually abused when she was a teenager by a gang of boys. And to cope, she decided to eat Mm. because she thought the bigger I am, the less attractive I am. So for her to be bigger is a safe
1: safe, uh, place. Those are our recommendations. <laughs> I can't even recommend mine. I just got to read it. So there's that. Uh, you have to let us know how it goes. I will. I will definitely talk about that. Yeah. But on our next podcast... We're gonna be reviewing Dun, da, da, da. The Coldest Winter Ever. Throwback. <laughs> that is a classic. Absolutely. Like what I think that came out what, 96, 94, yeah, something like that? The late nineties. It's definitely a urban pop culture classic. I don't know any young black girl that has not read that book. Yes. Um, I'm so excited to read it again. Yeah. And to kind of, you know, go back, I read it when I was really, really young. Me too. I read it, I think it was, I was 20. Right. So, like, to read it now, is just like... put okay, a different perspective. 100%. And just to see how, you know, how it relates now to d- till today. And, oh, I'm so excited about yeah. that book. That book was... It was a good book from what I remember. And I'm I'm sure it will... Be just as just good. Just as good the second time around. <laughs> so All
0: good. right. I guess that's a wrap. That's a for wrap. Our first episode of Miss Red. Not so bad. Not so bad. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us.
1: Yes. Thank you for joining us. And we look forward to you guys tuning in next week.